0: Hey guys, it's Ross, your host on Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. Come join me at 7pm every Sunday to empower people from all walks of life with life lessons, shared stories, tricks and tips for life. Come follow me at r 3 Roth. Hey guys, welcome back to Recharge, Rebuild, and Restored. Today I have the opportunity to welcome a very humble man of God, a husband, an advocate for community service to others, and a friend, Mr. Wayne Peter McPherson. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, good afternoon. Good to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we have so much things we want to talk to you about today. So I'm going to just dive right into it and ask a few questions, if that's all right with you.
1: Sure. Go right ahead.
0: So tell yeah. the audience a little bit about who you are. You want to know a little bit about who is Mr. Wayne or Mr. Mm. Peter, as you say.
1: Well... I grew up in the suburbs of uh, Montreal, an area called Pierrefonds. Uh-huh. Uh, I also attended high school there in Pierrefonds area. I also okay. spent some time in Oshawa, Ontario, where I, where I attended uh, Kingsway College. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. On my return to Montreal, I further my studies at Vanier. And then right. I went out west to uh, Canadian Union College, which is now called Berman University. OK. all right Mm. um biological father of three amazing and uniquely wonderful individuals wow boy girl i have one boy and two girls all
0: right what age group
1: uh (laughs) my son (laughs) is going to be turning 32 this year
0: oh wow
1: my other my first daughter she's going to be turning uh 2030 actually yeah 30 this wow. year mm-hmm. and then my youngest one she's uh 15 turning 16 this summer
0: oh wow so yeah. they're very spread out wow that's right <laughs> i'm
1: also uh in a blended family right now wow. where i have uh four step children
0: okay okay and, and how is that how is that blended family working? Like you know, because sometimes when we have blended family, either it, it coincides really well together, or then sometimes you have it like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, you know, and all the stigmas is labeled with being a blended family. So, what advice would you give someone that is going into that season of the life right now where they have to blend families together?
1: Mm. Well, I do believe one of the things that we always have to keep in mind is uh, communication. Right. You
0: know, always
1: be communicating with uh, the children, okay. and also validate what they have to say mm. because the experience That's that they're good. having too is uh, oftentimes challenging.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, right. They come with their own um, experience that life had brought has brought to them, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Sometimes they find ways of how to manage or find their place within the new reality of what they're living in. Right. So just have to give them time and space to, you know, find their own self.
0: And I guess too, to get adapted to the new transition of the lifestyle that they're, that they're put into, you know. Of the That's new correct. And your family and new relationship to have to build and bond together to grow together. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's good but you go i'm going back to what you just said before that you have to come to montreal so right now where are you
1: oh uh, right now we're living in uh, nova scotia
0: okay okay so seeing that you trans you you did a transition from montreal to nova scotia how oh. were, you, were you able to to take that great opportunity one and how were you able to say, you know what, I'm ready to make that move. What, what gave you that nudge or that push to say that? You know what, I think. That emphasis <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, uh, an opportunity came to us. And we were at a place in Montreal where um, I believe that um, we're becoming very comfortable. And mm-hmm. we have a mindset of being a ministering family. Okay. So when the doors opened for us to were in, to come to Nova Scotia through an invitation of a gentleman that we had just recently met, um, we was impressed that uh, it was the divine that was uh, asking us to make that move.
0: Wow! And you had no faith; you just went on faith.
1: We went on faith. A uh, couple doors open up um, uh, systematically for us. Right. Because before we made the decision, the final decision to come, uh, certain things had to uh, kind of manifest itself in a way that says, you know what, this is the right direction that uh, you should be heading in. Mm-hmm. And those things uh, happened um, uh, in, uh, systematically. So we knew that God had called us to this region at this time. We didn't have a clear, crystal picture of what it would look like. Right. However, we just uh, moved by faith.
0: Move by faith. So you make a shift and you move by faith. So, what mm-hmm. advice would you give your fellow Christian that's going through the similar story as you are going through? Because we have spoken before about a few things. What, what, mm-hmm. what? Um, how would you be able to give them advice? on that situation, or taking that transformation and moving from one city to another city, just relying only on faith.
1: If you keep in mind, uh, again, it all depends on your relationship right. uh, with the Lord. Have the understanding that um, He only allows things to come your way to make you grow and develop and to expand. Because we don't truly fully know our potential as yet, until we're put into some circumstance that's going to allow us to expand or contract.
0: Mm. So, were you saying that you were put in some situation where you, you see that the Lord is totally working fully for you in situation that arises?
1: Yes, that's right. Now, as mm. I say, we don't always have uh, the vision that He has it. We don't have the perspective that He works from. So even though we know he knows the end from the beginning, right? We have to remind ourselves of that because uh, there are some situations where uh, the you feel the the shroud of uh, kind of darkness and uh, uh, hesitancy. You feel the shroud of um, uh, uncertainty, anxiety, stress. You know those are all present. However, oh. when you know your foundations, that the master knows the end from the beginning, and he only allows things to come your way that has already been filtered through him, and he's saying, "Well, you know what, Peter Wayne can handle that."
0: Hmm. But but at that time, do you do you had you felt that, or you was just lying? You see what? No, God, I just leave it into your hands, and whatever will be, I leave it up to you to make decision. Or did you have any doubt or concern? Because although we are children of God, for sure, because I am as well. And we try to totally put our trust in God. But sometimes we have questions, right?
1: Yes. Well, for sure. That's why he says, come, let us reason together, say the Lord. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he wants you to sit down and speak with him, have a conversation with him. We have the uh, blessings of the, the word too, as guidance.
0: Right.
1: So right. that's what I'm saying. As we continue to maintain a relationship with him mm-hmm. and he does have allows positive friends and your community to surround you and you can listen to the advice of those who were wiser or or had similar experiences right. and from their experiences you could also make decisions of how to go forward in certain things
0: well said so then how have you shifted from where you were to where you are right now in your season of of that, transcending to be where you are right now in your Mm -hmm. life, that season? How how did you make that shift?
1: Well, that shift was uh, made moment by moment. We don't fully understand who we are as yet.
0: Right.
1: But we know that uh, when we're in our mother's womb, God's weaved us together. Hmm. And we know that uh, his desire for us is that we should prosper, even as our soul prospers. Mm-hmm. So we who are the apple of his eyes, we could only expect that he's looking out for our good. So those are some of the things that I kept in mind as we met the challenges that we faced here in Nova Scotia. What
0: are you facing right now? Hmm.
1: Well, we had a situation where there was a, an uncourteous uh, interaction between um, myself and one of my sons.
0: Right.
1: And what happened from there was he shared it with uh, uh, his principal at the school. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, a signal went out to Department of Community Services. Right. And then they open up like an, an investigation to see what was going on. And they deemed that uh, I should be out of the house wow. for a period of time. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And how did that make you feel? Wow.
1: Well, that showed me that at some point in your life, and I related it to, I used to fly a lot. I used to travel a lot up north.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I remember when you're flying, you have no control over what's going to happen. Right. So you just have to say, you know what? <laughs> you're in God's hands. Make sure he gives the pilot the wisdom and the understanding to effectively carry this plane to its destination. Right. But you're just there. You're just there for the ride. You can't do anything. So that's how it felt with me once the Department of Community Service come, came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're there for the ride.
0: Wow. So you as in Nova Scotia, you made mm-hmm. this great big move to go there to further mm-hmm. into becoming a pastor, per se, for our, mm-hmm. our church. And while mm-hmm. there, you have make a great community. You enjoy your family, trying to get to spend the quality time as you can build on that mm-hmm. relationship. Something went wrong right there. Everything just collapsed right there. And mm-hmm. you have no um, regret where you um, in a place where you had, um, you feel that um, why me, God? Or you just say, just let it be and I would just stand still and listen?
1: Uh, all those questions uh, were asked because okay. you have to now stand back and reevaluate uh, right. The decision you make made, and the uh, situation that you have put your family in,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I still had to uh, meet the obligations of the household, even though I was outside of the household. Right, right. You know, um, mm-hmm. so yes, there was questions that went through my mind, and some of them were answered in a short period of time. Some of them are still unanswered. Right. Um, But my trust and my relationship with the Lord uh, deepened though, because I had uh, many um, supporters, many um, close friends who became better friends now, that were walking with me, encouraging me. Mm -hmm. Um, They got to know my character. Because remember, we're new to the province, so, there right. could be still some questions like, "Okay, is, who's this guy?" You know, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So over that
1: period of time, we mm-hmm. still hung out, we still associated. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them I worked with. Uh, mm-hmm. They just got to see that, you know, what this guy is a consistent guy. He he's who he is. He's not mm-hmm. putting on a show for anything, you know.
0: So- he say who he is, is who he say he is. He's not pretending yeah. to be somebody else. So you say that your community help you and your, right. your good friends have to do, and you get to know that you are the true Wayne Peter. It's not a pretend Wayne Peter. Then mm-hmm. how was your wife through all that when you was going through the motion of not being at home, supporting that part of your life, your family, and then you have to be out of the home where you cannot be at home with your lovely wife?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Tough for her, Um sure, Straight up, mm-hmm. uh, it was very challenging for her. She still had oh. to remain strong because she still had to take care of the boys who were at the house.
0: Right. She right. still
1: had to go to work,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: But in mm-hmm. her quiet moments, she said it was very challenging.
0: For sure, of course. Yeah. Knowing that you you make this great move with your husband to start a new life, and then everything just come tr- come tumbling down in the space of uh, a day, you know, and Mm -hmm. then every change and the person that you want to be close to, you're not allowed to be close to him as you would like to because of situations feel about being apart from your wife, going through all that, knowing that you could not be in, in the home at this time.
1: Well, it was very challenging because we are in a new area, new committee, not a big circle of friends or acquaintance. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a challenging time. However, we just kept each other, uh, kept busy because there was, for a period of time, there was no communication allowed to take place between the parties.
0: Okay. And how did that make you feel during this time when knowing that you're moving to a new community, you're moving with your family and you have to leave and be on your own and can't communicate with your wife to reassure her that everything will be Okay.
1: So it made, us, made me feel that uh, I had no um, say in the matter. So mm-hmm. basically, I had to just redirect my focus and energy into other areas. So I just continued to work a lot more, uh, mm-hmm. spent time at work, spent time at the gym, um, studied more, read more, just kind of distract, kept myself distracted from the event that was taking place. But it's always uh, a a trying thing to be separated from those that you love.
0: For sure, of course. I totally understand that. And how were you able to maintain that relationship through all that and strengthen your relationship through all that you were going through at this time? Because you couldn't see her and you couldn't see your family, right? And you're Mm -hmm. in a new community. How were you able to maintain that and strengthen that relationship?
1: Well, we're. people of prayer,
0: right?
1: and we have an anchor in the divine. So Mm -hmm. we understood that uh, whatever, what was coming our way, uh, even though we may be a part of the uh, issue, uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, we could trust that uh, these will be small things because there's always bigger uh, events and bigger things that will take place. And we understood that we could just depend on God to help bring us yeah. through.
0: And he really does at the right time. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and do you ever to- think or thought that your wife would believe you or have any doubt that what you were saying was not true or correct? correct?
1: Uh, no, because we've had a, a habit of communicating uh, throughout our relationship. Right. So... I was vulnerable to her, she's vulnerable to me, and we understand uh, where we're coming from. We understand each other's temperament and behavior. Mm -hmm. And we have an understanding of each other's character, characters, so um, that didn't really enter my mind.
0: How were you able to navigate and maintain your calm through the season, the question periods with a social worker on on the case?
1: Well, I knew that they were, um, had their job to fulfill and my interaction with the social workers on the case was very minimal. I think I spoke to them on probably two occasions. Um, and those were very brief interactions because they were directing me. I was following up on the, uh, file to see what was going on with the file because we had not heard anything uh, throughout a period of time and what happened is um, they kept on changing workers so i think we had four different workers on the case before anything uh, started to move so my interaction with social workers were very minimal and brief
0: oh so knowing that you as well work in the system, right? With Mm -hmm. um, dealing with all kinds of situation like that. And how, and why did it take so long before a social worker follow up with you? And why did you have to go and do your own research and investigation on your own?
1: Well, as I said, they were moving at a pace that we did not recognize. so we're just hoping to gather some more information to see what the procedure was here since we' were new to the community. Uh, what has happened is uh, unbeknownst to us that one worker for some reason uh, was not able to continue. The oh. second worker that came into the file, uh, she was redirected to somewhere else. So mm-hmm. by the time we got to the third worker, after I spoke with the manager, mm-hmm. uh, that we were able to get some uh, information to see how things were would proceed.
0: And and when you finally get to speak to the social worker, were you satisfied with what she have said to you in the result, or you was just more frustrated with the system because knowing that you're not in the same system where you were before in Montreal, whereas now you're in. Nova
1: Scotia Um, there there was uh, some anxiety and frustration Mm -hmm. developing uh, because we had questions that uh, were not being answered Mm -hmm. uh, in a timely manner or with clarity and we noticed that uh, they made a decision and the decision that they made, they stayed on that particular path, and they seem not to deviate from the decision that they've made and the way that they wanted things to uh, evolve or continue. Even though additional information were coming in uh, that were in uh, positive light in relation to, relation to the, our home environment and situation.
0: But but why would they make the decision? Did they have all the evidence against you no, to, to make that um, decision? Or they would just make it based on what they have heard before?
1: I'm not sure why they decided to go that way. Um, mm-hmm. Those things, information will uh, continue to come out as I go through some of the disclosure uh, yeah. information that I've received. Uh, okay. Different communities have different policies. Right. Yeah.
0: And are you satisfied with what you have received so far with the community that you are in?
1: Yeah, I'm satisfied because I believe that uh, at the end of the day, um, they were looking to make sure uh, everyone involved in the situation uh, was getting their due course and that uh, no one was... um, because their basic mandate is to make an effort to protect the individuals involved. Right, right. So I understood where they were going um, at it, even though it was not necessarily the reality of our situation.
0: Oh, okay. So you're just waiting to see what the results will be right now. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Then how did you...
1: Yeah, we just build um, regular uh relationship between uh uh because i'm the stepfather stepfather and stepson Your you know? exactly.
0: yeah. so you're just rebuilding what where you, we where you left off and taking the time to to rebuild that so you can have the connection to grow closer to each other with nature and and spirituality that's correct it's great it's beautiful um, and so how how i how is it feeling though knowing what it, what have happened and knowing what you guys have been through and now that you're rebuilding this relationship like how does it feel does it feel more comfortable and secure being with you or does it still have doubts
1: oh, well those are all ongoing processes right but i do it's been almost 2 years now okay and mm. we uh, consistently make an effort just to maintain uh, uh open communication right yeah so that's the key just to be open with each other very well and i don't know and at some point in time at, at that age they do need their space so you give them their space right and if they come to you for a moment and just say one or two things then you know that uh that's just who he is, you know. He's not a big, big speaker, but one or two things you could understand where where he's at, you know.
0: Yeah, well, well, I have lots of teenagers too right now, also in my home, and I mm-hmm. totally understand when you know, sometimes you don't see them for a while. They're just in the room, and then they come out just you know to get food or to just ask a quick question and go back. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Having open communication that's really a good thing as well. And as parents, it's not easy raising our children, right? Either if okay, it's right. our own or stepchildren, there's always something we have to always be able to guide and teach and counsel and give them. Sometimes they don't want to listen as well, you know. That's right. But we have to always keep on trying and doing the best that we know how through mm. through what we have learned on our own and we learn through the word of God, because that's only what will keep us going, really.
1: That's right. To be the are,
0: and be as a parent.
1: We're, so we're planting seeds,
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: may not see when the seed mature or germinate. Right. However, we leave that in the Lord's hands. But right. our duty is to give them the best environment that would enable them to grow and to mature. That's what right. our duty is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we'll see, as, as the Bible says that, no matter what we do, as long as we teach them and we teach them, well, it will never depart from what they know. They will always keep it in their heart.
1: That's right. So where
0: are you right now in this healing process? Where are you?
1: Well, Mm -hmm. we've been back together. It's been uh, almost a year and a half now. Uh, The family has been reconstituted, reunited. Mm -hmm. Um, We did uh, go and have uh, family counseling together. uh, That was recommended. And I support that because I did work, I have worked in that area where we do believe that strong families make strong communities.
0: That's important for sure.
1: Yeah. So, for that suggestion, for me, it was like, uh, no problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, they, he was able to, you know, give us some tools. Um, Reminders basically on my side, reminders of, you know, how to deescalate situations, you know, how to walk through certain um, crises, right. you know. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm, but then how how would you say that your family is doing right now at this moment with you?
1: Um, we're doing pretty good because um, I say uh, the boys are teenagers. We're all growing and developing together. Uh, They're very uh, athletic. Um, I'm still capable of uh, (laughs) keeping up with them.
0: So you're (laughs) Uh, an old man yet, no.
1: Well, well, they'll have, we do, we play a lot of uh, sports. Mm. Basketball, their main interest right now.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, So they think they could take me, but so far Mm -hmm. it hasn't happened.
0: Okay, you know? so so you can keep up then. You can keep up. That's good. <laughs> yeah, but the,
1: the basic between that is that I am getting them to understand that uh, in the game in game and this is in life because i try I'm teaching them life lessons even through sports as they play sports is that mm-hmm. you give your hundred percent, right? And always remember that there will always be somebody better right. than you. There's always be somebody better than you. Right. Your objective though is to have your skill develop from the last time to the next time Mm -hmm. so we're working on developing skills doesn't matter if that guy is still faster than you better shooter than you stronger than you that's okay Mm -hmm. my objective are you better today than you were yesterday
0: wow Mm -hmm. that's a good one that's a good nugget i'll keep that and share it with my boys as well but um so so going back you said that your community helped you a lot, so what do you feel when no one knew that what happened was not true, but because you said the community supported you, did mm-hmm. you feel that no one around you knew what was going on and now that everything just come out in the light to say like, wow, that's what he were? Or was it always known that- Oh,
1: the- um, uh, some in the community knew because I was in a position of responsibility, right? You know, responsible for uh, three main entity where there was a lot of people present, and since I was uh, facilitating as the head of that three organization at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, when I was removed, for sure, a question would need to be asked: What's going on? Right, right. You know, Um, now my administrators they would give like general answers. Mm-hmm. As for me, I would talk to individuals on a personal level and just share with them where we're at, why this change is taking place, what's going on. So they, were, they became aware of um, what the situation was.
0: Mm-hmm. And then how, because seeing that you were so high up in the, um, the position that you had, mm-hmm. how were you able to, were they able, sorry, were they able to say, you know what, I, tr- I believe you, or were there any doubt or questions that we are not sure and we have to, you know, um, take a vote or think about it first before we give your clear answer, you should or go, or it was mm-hmm. just right, you had to leave?
1: Uh, no, it took a process. It took about three months to finalize things. Right. Because uh, we didn't know what direction was headed in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? as administration and as the church. We don't know what direction they were headed in. Um, So at the conclusion of things, I believe that they made a decision um, because we can't be at a standstill for too long in an organization like this.
0: So are you still in that same organization or have you branched out into different things, looking into different options? Or are you just still- I still
1: still worship within the group and within this community.
0: Right.
1: Um, I also have other responsibilities too that I was always uh, working with side by side. I mentioned to you that I've always been (laughs) a two-job-plus gentleman, so I've always had other things going on, too, you know?
0: Right, right. Yeah. And what is that you do? Are you work for the community or you work on your own or...?
1: Uh, at this time, I'm working with the uh, community association where we help uh, people who are having uh, uh, food insecurity challenges. right and there's also another aspect of it we have people who uh need housing so we help facilitate them setting up a new place so we have like uh furniture um bedding anything just to get them started because some people are coming from uh homes where they were in abusive situation they had to leave with nothing
0: right
1: We have some people who are transitioning out from the judicial system. We'll set them up with stuff to start off with. And we also have people from homeless population who's now gotten a place. And we're setting them up with furniture and stuff to get started out with. And they have access to our food uh, donation. We give food baskets uh, on a regular basis for people who are, as I say, facing food insecurity and stuff.
0: Okay, so how does that work with your community that someone just called you and said that person needs it or they have a special list they have to go on or they have a special phone number to yeah. call? Or we're just trying to they, figure out how it works in every province, right?
1: Yeah, in this province, it's um uh, the, the group I'm with, we've been around since the 80s. So it's almost 30 years now, 35 years going on. Right. And so we're well known around Nova Scotia area. We're not a, 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 a large entity, right. uh, but in the community that we're at, people are familiar with us. They have positive things to say about us. Uh, well, most people have positive things to say about us. There's always um, some people that um, are hard um, right. to please, mm-hmm. but however, they may be going through their own issues and right. we're just a... Uh, target that they just want to get things off their chest with. So we don't take stuff like that personally. No, because we know at the end of the day, we're there in service for others. That's right. That's and right. we meet people where they're at.
0: That's right. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, too, you know, we can see someone and we don't know why the behavior that it portrayed, why they do yes. that, not knowing what's going on in their home or lives, they just bust out because that's the only way they could express themselves at a moment of the pain that they're going through. So that's correct. Me, we shouldn't judge. We should just listen and have the patience mm-hmm. to understand. And if you can understand, just pass it on to somebody else. Don't that's try right. to fix anyone or try to say the thing because we might something we think we'll be saying the right things and we might say mm-hmm. the wrong things. Or they could take it as the wrong way, but it's not the wrong mm-hmm. way we was trying to say. So we have to be very careful as well when we yeah. say that. So that means one of the things that
1: I've I've learned over the years is that um, one sometimes people just need somebody there to listen to. All right. Um, Another thing is that most people who are have good cognitive ability, they already know the solution to what they're facing. Mm -hmm. So if you give them an opportunity to talk it through they could usually um, resolve it you know or find a resolution to their situation where we come in we could just assist them in helping that uh, resolution materialize
0: Mm. that's a good one because sometimes we just need they just need to listen so we can also just share and if we don't know we just listen and they will feel better just knowing that someone is there for them listening Mm -hmm.
1: right that's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So how are you now maintaining your wholeness and your integrity throughout this ordeal?
1: Well, continue daily study, daily prayer, daily meditation. And as I say, we're in a positive environment where nature, you would have to see the beauty of nature around here. We get to see God firsthand imagine. in his oh. first creation. Mm-hmm. And then we just take the time to do <clears throat> walks together. Uh, right. These are some of the stuff that makes me uh, be- feel more whole. Right. And integrity is something that uh, I feel d- develops, uh, as uh, my wife puts it. It's something that's on the outside. It's also on the inside. There's no change. There's no difference. What you see yeah. is what I am on the inside, you know? Yeah.
0: It's, it's it's beautiful to say that because you know sometimes too, as you said, what you see is what I am, but not mm-hmm. in every case. So you have to know who you are. That's and correct. as you said, taking the time to learn true nature and, and developing and growing and becoming through all that you becoming with integrity is just um great to know that through all this ordeal that you're still standing with integrity. So I appreciate okay. you taking the time to um, talk to me and give some more clarification on, on this. I know it's not easy to to talk about it, but I appreciate you, you really talking to me about this at this time. I really do appreciate that so much.
1: So, My pleasure, my sister.
0: So, so what do you think there is a need and why do you think we should hear your story about what you are going through, being through or in the process mm. of and helping others?
1: Because I believe that uh, we all have a story. And my story is not unique to myself only. Right. However, since we're on the topic of community, I believe um, when a community share with others where they're at in their life and some of the challenges that they are meeting on a regular basis and what they're doing to kind of... um, face it and go through it, people may take, uh, not everything, but they may take a piece and add it to their portfolio to see if they could use that to manage what they're facing too. So my voice is just a, a lonely voice sharing a story, you know, and hopefully my story is able to, someone could take a piece of it and use it to help them get through their situations.
0: Yeah, because everyone, no matter what, wherever we're in our lives, we learn something new every day. And if mm-hmm. we don't learn ourselves, we take it and we pass it on to somebody else, we know that we probably, it will work, benefit them in some way or forms or needs or deeds. So it's important that we don't, um, we just take the time to listen, as I said before. But going back to the community, you said that we should learn, learn to give and to serve, right? But what's mm-hmm. important is people in the community that comes to you, and you don't agree with lots of things that they are doing or saying, or who they are as a person, like mm-hmm. because you know sometimes we could see people could be very judgmental, not even mm-hmm. taking the time to know who they are, right? yes but How how would you, because you see you're serving all this big community, how are you able to manage that and detangle to know that you know what I shouldn't put. Myself in that situation, I just try to have an open mind, but sometimes it get so close-minded. So, how are you able to let that person, whoever they are, with whatever issues or whatever they're going through, and the person themselves, how are you able to deal with that?
1: I understand. I have an understanding that um, we're all on a journey, mm-hmm. and that person that is voicing their perspective to me at this time may not be their perspective forever. That's just where they're at right now. So I could listen to what they say and I could acknowledge what they say. I may mean, not agree with what they say.
0: But but, but I know if, that we're not sorry. We're ahead. not
1: finished yet. We're still a work in pro, in, in process or but progress. What
0: if, but what if they want they don't want any change? What if they just can't see it? What what if they just yeah. walk, can't see it and it just see what they do or what they are, who they are, is that what they are, how can you be able to to challenge, not challenge, to channel, to channel channel that person's mind, to say, you know what, I I see you and I understand you. How can you do that?
1: We could probably do that through stories, share a story with them Mm -hmm. that has, I'll use the word, an object lesson, like a lesson that's embedded within it. Right. So when they leave us, they'll just rehearse the story in their mind. And at some point in time, the light will go on and says, well, that story, uh, this is what I took from it, right. A, B, or C. Because I do believe it's, it's not necessary to uh, make an effort to change someone's perspective because I personally may not be able to do it for everyone I meet. Right. But I do know that somebody that they meet will be able to do that for them. So just have the perspective or the mindset that, you know, we're all part of the whole and each of us have a work to do. So if today that person has a certain mindset, maybe my interaction with them was just to give them a, a box of food. Hmm. Hmm.
0: You know? It too. You know, when you're going to talk to me, sometimes I don't really need. You to tell me something. I just, I, mean, I just need you to give me something to eat, or to give me something yeah. to wear, or to give me something to drink. That's where I am right now in my life. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. That's correct.
0: Mm-hmm. So, how with the three R's that I use on my on my podcast, recharge, mm-hmm. rebuild, and restore? Where would you say you are right now in your season of those R's?
1: I like restore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I like restore.
0: What? Why restore?
1: Because I do believe that we're in a building process. I think we're being constructed for something amazing. Right. Yeah, and I believe that, uh, as I say, we don't necessarily understand the circumstances or challenges that comes our way Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. But if we understand that Nature is always growing. You know, the process of uh, fall, winter, then spring and summer, it goes through the cycle of restoring itself. Right. And I believe that's what God has in store for us. He wants us to restore us back to who He created us to be.
0: Yeah, but you know, you said something poignant. You said that, you know, we can call it divine, we can call it. God, but what's someone don't think there is one? What suppose they don't think that's who gave it to them? Mm-hmm. How would be able to tell them they are being restored?
1: First, we have to understand what's their uh, foundation. Right. What do they build their foundation on? Mm-hmm. And getting an understanding of that, you could start from that perspective and go forward
0: with the foundation that's right because depending on how your foundation was built you have different mm-hmm. questions to ask compared that's to right. when you know your foundation is different then you know what to say and what not to say to certain mm-hmm. people things or what to do or not to do so on the podcast also we ask to give some encouraging words to the community or you can do a song because I know you guys sing a lot I don't know if you sing as well I don't <laughs> sing <laughs> So, how can we give some encouraging words to to the community?
1: Some encouraging words. Yes. To the community.
0: Yeah, the floor is yours, sir.
1: Um, I'm going to read this. It's something I wrote. Awesome. And very short. It's only like uh, seven lines.
0: It's okay. You can go ahead.
1: And I think the gist of it. Uh, is related to moments that we experience.
0: Mm. Ooh, let me get my
1: pen. So, I'm gonna do my best to articulate as clearly for the audience as possible.
0: Awesome, go ahead.
1: But it says, uh, "Moments in time. Time is not broken.
0: Mm.
1: Broken promises." Promises realized. Realize that all, all is just moments, moments in time. Wow. Because from my experience here so far and how the Lord has been leading me, mm-hmm. I think one of the things is that we neglect just the simplicity of what the present moment is can bring to us
0: wow mm. I, I i think to probably because we are so busy you know what we mm-hmm. time to even to reflect on the moment that we have you know because time for me i always say i have no time it's too many things to do right so we don't take the yeah. time to just say with time and the moment i didn't talk mm-hmm. about that at the moment i was just thinking of time
1: you yeah know? so yeah the moments have,
0: it's the moments. Mm. So is any encouraging words to give to just the audience itself now? Because we just have this beautiful piece that was just read.
1: Um, I would just say to the audience, remember just when challenges of life come your way and they always will, just know that um, there's a divine power that is there to guide you and support you and that you're not alone you may not understand why it's coming to you Mm -hmm. but take the time and understand that uh, everything comes your way to perfect you to sharpen you
0: Mm -hmm. i have to write all these nuggets down so Mm -hmm for where you have been, right? So I know it's okay to have, not to have all the answers at the end of your struggle. It's not. It's, and, and time, as I said, with, with the moments, with the moments, it, it comes upon us that we have to sometimes just sit back and reflect
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and meditate and appreciate where we are in that moment. Because sometimes too, we don't appreciate that moment as well because sometimes it can be very painful, can be very confusing mm-hmm. and we're not sure. So with all that you have said, and all that you have been through with the struggles, would you say that you're in a stronger place now than before? And is there any great books you can give us, or or you could talk about, or um, or any charities that you have done, or scriptures, or anything like that?
1: I'm going to read something that I have here on the wall. Universal intelligence is not only the mind of the creator of the universe, Mm -hmm. but it's also the mind of man, your intelligence, your mind, is let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Mm. And three things that I have for the audience is, one, first thing is realize that you have the power. Second, know what you want. And third, center your thoughts upon It, which is with singleness and purpose. Wow.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. Two things I have to ask for it. Three that you said, Mm -hmm. know what you want. What suppose Mm -hmm. you don't know what you want? What suppose you just confuse?
1: Yes. So then you just take the time. Um, I think one of the key things is just to get a pen and paper and just brainstorm. Write Mm -hmm. down all the ideas that you have. Mm-hmm. maybe write down a hundred things and mm. out of that hundred things cut it down to 50, then cut it down to 10 and cut it down to five.
0: Okay. That's a so good. it's the
1: example that have been given before, like a flashlight. Okay. It disseminates light on a wider spectrum.
0: Right.
1: Okay. Why a laser, same amount of light, but it's focused. Mm. So I'm saying if a person could take those steps, brainstorm, write down, as I say, a hundred things, then 50, then 10, then five. Through that process or that exercise, it'll give them an idea of knowing what they want.
0: Okay, that's a good one. Secondly, you said that your purpose, what suppose I don't know my purpose? What suppose we don't know what is our purpose? How can we try to find that? Mm-hmm. and said, okay, I know that's what I should be doing. Or I, what's it supposed to be mm-hmm. all cloudy and we're not sure because sometimes we could be in seasons where we're just in the season. But is that our purpose? Maybe not. So how Maybe can not. you say to us, this is my purpose? How would I know or how would they mm-hmm. know that's, a, that's their purpose? You know.
1: I think it all depends on what age you are at or what experience you've had so far. Uh, for me, and this is not scientific, just for me,
0: right.
1: I know there's certain uh, environments that I've found myself in over the years mm-hmm. and certain um, communities or associations that I've developed over the years. Mm-hmm. And looking back on those aspects, like when I was younger, uh, in our church system, I became part of the leadership at a younger right. age right then i remember as i uh, went into school and was studying i became part of the leadership in my class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then uh at my work i became a part of the team there leadership right. team there right and i got invited up northern community I, I set up contracts and i became a consultant i started working up north and mm-hmm. i again so those are patterns you could see that God has put you in certain positions right. so you could understand that your purpose in leadership, and I'm saying leadership doesn't mean that you're sitting up front.
0: Right. I believe be.
1: leaders could lead from the sides. Oh,
0: yes. They could even lead
1: from behind. Oh yeah. Or they could be at the bottom as a foundation for people to step on and go up, to walk and go up. For me, leadership is not up front and dictating. But I'm saying that Because of those situations, I could see that, you know, the Lord said, my purpose is to be of service to others. Right. So you, the individual listening, could make an evaluation of what are some of the common things that you see that reoccurs in your life. Mm. And then examine that and see if that is, if there's a purpose in that for you, now how could you use that to be of benefit or service to others or your community?
0: Very well explained. So you gave three, you said purpose,
1: Know what you want,
0: what and then realize
1: want. that you have the power to do it.
0: And the power, and how mm-hmm. how would we, you know? Realize what you want,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: how do you know that? How can we get the past? Because as you just said, sometimes we're in a place where we get stepped on, and mm-hmm. we don't have that strength, with a voice to speak up to say, "That's what I want to do," or "That's where I should be," because you don't mm-hmm. have the power, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. the power comes with knowing someone with being in a certain place at the right time or knowing a person that can take you there or can guide Mm -hmm. you to that way, whereas somebody Mm -hmm. else may not have that opportunity. How would they be able, how would you be able to navigate or tell a person, you know what, this is here, 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 or this is that, 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 when they don't have that power as everybody else. Because you know too, sometimes, not everyone have a voice, right? So sometimes people Mm -hmm. have to use their voice for someone else. So how would we be able to have the power if we are powerless
1: in a situation? Mm. Power for me comes by not necessarily um, being the dictator. Right. But power comes from having the opportunity to choose. So I would uh, like to share with the audience that whatever you could learn, whatever new things you could do that will give you the opportunity to, you know, develop a business, you know, uh, uh, get a promotion in a job, you know, anything that's gonna give you the opportunity to to choose the direction that you wanna take your life in. That's for me, it's power.
0: Wow, well said, well said. So with that, well said. One thing I have to ask you now that you are not in that role that you were before, are you still doing being a service, doing any being a service of God where you are able to lead or to be in a position to teach, or are you just a humble servant of God right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, because, um, the way the um, our place that I worship is organized, we have a uh, a pastor that's responsible for uh, two churches right, and a school. So he's not there on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So the next level of administrators are the elders. Mm-hmm. So my role right now, I'm the head elder. OK.
0: Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: also associated with another uh, Canadian Christian ministry. Mm. Um, and f- they've asked me to represent them here in Nova Scotia. So I'm like the overseer here in Nova Scotia, which my responsibilities are anyone who are interested in having um, uh, spiritual studies to enhance their um, spiritual knowledge base, right? or if they want to have independent church here mm-hmm. in the province and have it registered, then they will contact me and I'll help facilitate that. Right.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So you are an independent pastor. Is that the word we use? independent pastor? Uh, just a,
1: the uh, title uh, I use is a spiritual mentor, my spiritual mentor. Well,
0: an independent spiritual mentor for Nova Scotia. So that means whoever needs to have guidance, they can come to you and you can guide them on a the spiritual level, correct? That's correct. Okay, okay. And with that, is it to different denomination, or is it just for um, people who is just trying to search for a different path in their life, or search for truth?
1: Uh, it's both. It's people who mm-hmm. wants to become ministers, and as an independent minister, you don't have. We have the ability to give you a covering. A covering means that we have the the legal structure and we have the uh, organization that you could uh, join
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you could rely on us for advice, for counseling. Um, anything that an uh, 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 independent person would want to do because when you're independent, you're kind of on your own. But when you have a structure of, say, right. 400 ministers mm-hmm. underneath an umbrella where you could associate okay. with, uh, right. sound off with, ask questions, then it makes you a more powerful, independent entity.
0: Oh, okay. So then you adjust for the whole community. It doesn't matter who they are or what walks of life they're from or where they're coming from. You can just give them guidance if they come choose to have guidance from you. That's right? correct. Okay. And is there anything coming up soon that we have to let the audience know of Mr. Uh, Wayne McPherson?
1: Yes. um, Tara (laughs) and I are, uh, through the inspiration of uh, Roz, uh, caught the bug for a podcast. So we're formulating an idea of how to bring a podcast uh, to the community. And we want to focus on some of the things that's been on our heart. Uh, uh, We want to touch on subject matter of the uh, spirituality, mental wellness, uh, finance, um, emotional healing. Uh, We also want to deal with the physical strength in the physical body. We just want to share with the community some of the, um, knowledge that the Lord has allowed us to um, develop over the years. Uh, I am a certified wellness coach. Uh, My wife is a naturopath, and she's also a massage therapist. And we've always been in the area of uh, looking at health, not only health with how we eat, but what we do, because a strong body produces a strong mind. So we just want to bring some of those thoughts uh, to a new audience. And I thank uh, Roz here for the inspiration that she's given us to motivate us to uh, start this challenge.
0: Well, you know what? I think you guys are going to do a great job because he's a really great powerhouse of a couple. And as you said, you have great communication skills. So I pray to God that you continue to grow on a spiritual, mental, physical, emotional level. And I can't wait to be part and listen and give all my hoorays to you guys. And I know you do well. So just do what you do. Do it well. Know who you are. Don't ever change nothing about who you are. And continue to stay blessed and humble with integrity.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. So look out for the podcast. It's going to be called The Purple Veil.
0: Yay! I can't wait. I'm excited to hear all about perfect. the purple veil. I can't wait. I hope you have a big launch and invite a whole crew so we can all sit and join in and and, and we will support you. You know, I have 100 support for you right now. So,
1: amen. My Thank goes you, to my sister. You. <laughs> Thank you, my
0: sister. You you take care of yourself. Be safe. Give all my love to the fans and to my your lovely wife. And I can't wait to come back for you to come back and share all those great things that you have. To share on your podcast with me as well. So I'm excited for you.
1: Thank you. So all the best to you and your family also, my sister.
0: You take care and blessings to you.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much for the work that you're doing for us.
0: False knowledge is worse than ignorance, especially when it's used against someone. It is best to have all the facts and know what you're talking about. You can condemn someone for something you really know nothing about. Facts are never hearsay or what someone say or what you heard from a person. Facts are that you actually see and witness or you were there. You may think you know everything, but you don't. So be careful what we say because our tongue could be a weapon for good or evil. Good, you can support, you can love, you can share, you can uplift, you can encourage. Good, bad, you can pierce them through the bones with the words that you say because you are saying such unkind things, not knowing the facts. So, guys, be careful what you say. Be careful who you say to because every friend has a friend. And who you don't think would know, will know. Or maybe they won't say anything because they are not sure. So let our knowledge rise with kind words, with beautiful thoughts, with joy and laughter. <laughs> That's what we want to have from our tongue. Hey guys! Please don't forget the Archery and Rawls run, supported by the ALS of Quebec. It will take place this summer on Sunday, the 27th of June, from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Run a 3k up to a 10k. Your choice. Please share this wonderful event with all of your friends or as many people as possible to support the run, or you can just donate check out the link in my podcast. Peace. I feel the love. I receive it and I'm giving it right back to you guys. Thank you.